Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Update, Brandify's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Marketing at Brandify, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Brandify's VP of Market Developments and Strategic Partnerships. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump into your weekly update. Hello. In our first item for this week, Stephanie Miles at Street Fight has an article about the changing behavior of consumers due to the rising impact of the Delta variant of COVID-19, as well as the moves some marketers are making to address this change in behavior. She tells us that the rapid uptick in new cases during the past month has caused many consumers to question whether things really should be going back to normal, with the rate of consumers saying they are not concerned about being in public dropping from 50% down to 41% in recent weeks. In response to this, many large retailers have gone back to requiring masks for all employees and have reinstalled plexiglass partitions at checkout stations and other safety procedures that had seemed like they were starting to go away. Marketing firm Avionos claims that 77% of shoppers have come to trust certain brands more based on their response to the pandemic, suggesting that this latest resurgence of consumer insecurity is actually another opportunity for brands to send the right message that they're putting consumer safety first. Google appears to be testing a new callout for reviews from non-Google sources, as shared on Twitter by Brandon Schmidt. The example Schmidt provides shows an estimated count of third-party reviews just below the Google review summary in desktop business profiles, a fairly prominent placement for such information. It isn't clear whether the callout is clickable, but as pointed out in the Twitter thread, it appears to refer to the reviews from the web section further down the profile than reports on reviews from third-party sources. It's somewhat unusual for Google to call this much attention to non-Google reviews, though perhaps the idea is to make more reviews available in cases where the business doesn't have a decent number in the listing. Tim Capper points out that a similar feature used to appear in hotel listings. Next, we have news that Google is testing a new detail in local pack justifications As you'll recall, justifications are those snippets of text that sometimes appear in local pack results, uh, matching whatever the user might have searched uh, searched for and pulled from sources like reviews, Google posts, the business website, and local inventory ads, which is the example that's uh, relevant here. So when uh, the user is searching for something that matches an item that the uh, business is listing in its local inventory ads, you might see a justification that says in stock umbrellas or door handles or whatever the person might be searching for. Now people are seeing next to that in stock justification the phrase updated today. So there's some debate on Twitter as to what updated today actually means, but it seems pretty logical to assume that it means that the merchant has just updated the local inventory feed for that store and that the item the user is searching for was included in that updated feed. So the information's up to the minute, you can trust it, you can uh, feel uh, reassured that whatever you're searching for is very likely to be in stock right now at this particular store. That seems to be the intent behind this justification. 
Matt Southern and Roger Monty have published a very extensive series of articles on Search Engine Journal under the title Core Web Vitals, A Complete Guide. The guide includes a chapter on measuring core web vitals, a chapter on Google's statements about their significance, and one chapter each covering the three main components of this new algorithm factor, first input delay, cumulative layout shift, and largest contentful paint. If you've been eager to take a deep dive into what core web vitals are and what to do about them, this is the guide for you. Monty's chapter on Google statements about core web vitals is a good one to focus on if your interest in this topic is a bit more than casual. He points out, as we shared last week, that core web vitals is a ranking factor, but speed, which is essentially what core web vitals is about, will never be more important to Google than relevance. Still, sites that score poorly according to core web vital metrics are probably providing a subpar user experience, which can lead to a variety of negative consequences. Interestingly, Google has stated that building sites and pages according to the accelerated mobile page standard can be one way to meet core web vital thresholds, suggesting that accelerated mobile pages rather than being obsolete is merely being folded into the core web vital universe. A final point from Monty's article has to do with the measurement of core web vitals in Search Console as opposed to other tools like Lighthouse. Whereas Lighthouse uses a lab approach, uh, simulating the load times of pages in a controlled environment, Search Console uses field data compiled from real users across a range of devices, network connections, and geographies. This means that a strong score derived from the lab method may not equate to a strong score in Search Console, which represents the real-world experiences of actual users. Next, we have news that Foursquare has relaunched its panel app under the name Rewards by Foursquare. This is a relaunched and revamped version of an app that's been used by the company for a while now as one resource for gathering location intelligence. The idea being that users will opt in to share their location with Foursquare in exchange for various rewards. In the newly redesigned and rebranded version of the app, Uh, Users can earn prizes and points for completing surveys, for keeping location sharing on, as well as other actions like referring a friend. They can redeem points for gift cards from various retailers, and they can also enter sweepstakes for prizes like PlayStation 5. Foursquare has, of course, pivoted in recent years from being a consumer-centric, game-oriented local search platform to being a location intelligence company. And in the new age of privacy, it does make sense to see the company looking towards expanding the incentives provided to consumers in order to convince or entice them to continue sharing their valuable location data with the company. Facebook has announced a range of updates to Facebook ads, including changes to the way ads will be targeted to minors. In light of recent news that Google would begin blocking ads targeted to the age, gender, or interest of minors, Facebook has made a similar update stating that as of August 23rd, advertisers will no longer be able to use detailed ad targeting or custom audiences when directing ads to minors. Unlike Google, however, Facebook will still allow targeting of minors by age and gender, as well as by location. Facebook has also launched a new idea generator tool that lets advertisers plug in their vertical and generate campaign ideas, insights, and resources. Facebook has made suggested post content and other campaign ideas free for advertisers to use. 
Finally, Facebook-owned Instagram is testing new ad placements on the homepage of the Instagram Shop tab. That's a wrap on this week's updates. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on Brandify.com and the Brandify blog, where you can find more information about the topics we've covered here today. You can also subscribe to the weekly update on your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlison, and we'll see you next time on the weekly update.